So, hi everyone, I'm in the studio today with Daria. Thanks Daria for coming in. Hi, thanks Jo. And um, Daria and I met um, about a year ago. We, um, I think we were both January intake students. I'm September intake. Oh yeah. I met and you when you came. We so. came in and Daria um, was, is doing a major in English literature and a minor with psychology. And um, we struck up a friendship probably in the canteen, I suppose. Yeah, maybe. probably after lectures. We had some lectures together, so. Yeah, um, yeah. We thought we'd have a chat today about psychology, keeping happy, perhaps in in current times at the moment. With uh, there's kind of always quite a lot of bad news in the papers. Daria is uh, also the happiness lead for the university. She works with the happiness czar, and also your um, vice president of the student union. Student union. Yeah. How's that going? Uh, yeah, it's going great. So we're currently kind of just beginning to approach the new election phase and so um, we're trying to encourage people to run for the coming elections which will be on the 28th of August um, and I'm actually going to rerun because I'm staying for a masters uh, so I'm going to oh. rerun for vice president again um, but it's an exciting time I think we've accomplished so much as a committee and it's just kind of building on that as this term keeps going um, and not kind of paying too much attention to the fact that there are people running for positions for our positions that we just have to capitalize on what we've actually been doing so that we can end the tenure on a high yeah that's, that's cool but yeah it's been absolutely great um, i've definitely seen some improvements <laughs> i'm yeah, glad to hear it definitely yeah. you're definitely more out there so when we were talking earlier about how to um give people advice maybe or give some hints and tips on how to stay um, maybe calm, happy. I don't know if there's such a thing as being happy all the time, but certainly as a journalist student, I've come across um, the headlines that, that are more maybe negative, uh, you know, a bit downbeat, because as a, in journalism, a, a story like that will sell more than a happy story. So I suppose um, you're made to made to study them. So it's, mm, yeah. you don't really have a choice, probably. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, for example, this morning the the radio news was um, really all sort of sad things. Actually, it was five things in a row. And, um, oh wow! Yeah. Well, yeah. There isn't much positive news. Um, I think my dad once told me that it's because people um, kind of weirdly look forward to uh, switching on the news in the morning and hearing something sad um, and I think maybe because it distracts them from their own life and if they can kind of associate themselves with something bigger that's quite distressing then it's like oh well maybe my relationship isn't that big of a deal because you know there's Brexit happening or whatever. I'm not sure I buy into that but I can definitely see how that sells and stuff like that so. Yeah yeah that's an interesting take on it actually. Yeah. It's sort of, um, I remember my grandma always used to say things like, um, worst things happen at sea for sailors or something. She was oh, sort of okay. like sayings like that and you never really understood them when you were younger, actually. Yeah. But then like, it's, it's again saying that there is a bigger picture and someone's maybe worse off than you kind of thing. So. Yeah, definitely. I don't know. So, do you have any tools in your tool, psychological toolbox <laughs> for avoiding um, the situation where you might believe everything in the news. Maybe someone might really believe that there isn't any positive news and that could affect their lives, I guess. It could yeah, affect people. Yeah, I think, it's, I think the crucial thing is not to identify too much with the news or with a political party. Or um, I think it's difficult for people who um, explicitly belong to certain groups, but still I think it's important to maintain one's own identity and perceive things 
um, objectively as a statement of fact. Now, they might not be facts. The news may not be factual. The news may be exaggerated. Um, and certainly the kind of the way it's presented might be too optimistic or too pessimistic, depending. But I think the crucial thing is just to maintain a sort of idea that, well, whether or not there is an, an NHS crisis or whether or not we leave the EU, um, you know, I, I'm going to work in the morning and I have this to do and um, I'm a good daughter or a good son and kind of just having your identity revolve around things which you actually have some control over. I think that's quite helpful. I don't know, what do you think? Yeah, I think that's really true, actually. I think as well, having, um, almost having like an identity in other hobbies, interests yeah. as well, outside of, maybe outside of the news. Um, maybe it's a sport or something like that that can, again, just lift your spirit. Yeah, um, definitely. And you realise, yeah, you kind of realise that it's, it's not um, a situation where the media is controlling your thoughts. It's actually quite interesting because in English, at the moment we've been looking at thoughts and words and which comes first. Oh right, um, that's cool. So yeah. That's yeah. actually something we're doing in counselling psychology as well um, because we're looking at different uh, kind of counselling therapies and so some of them focus on thoughts and some focus more on behaviours as you say, like getting somebody to do more sport, whatever, because then the hope is that by changing their behaviour, the thoughts will change, rather than deliberately targeting the thoughts first. Because that does not work for some people who um, persist in their thoughts and they don't wish to change them. Um, then you have things like cognitive behavioural therapy, which relies on the patient actually working through and challenging those automatic negative thoughts with the therapist, while some people aren't willing to do that. So what you're saying is exactly true. Um, you know, actually taking action um, is good. And I think actually my tutorial reading for this week was um, about how somebody recovered from depression. Um, they tried CBT, they tried psychoanalysis, nothing worked. Um, and then they tried um, behaviour therapy. And just by keeping sort of a diary of, of like easy things to do, so going shopping, doing homework with their daughter, um, and definitely sport was on there, going for walks. Just by kind of doing that, um, it brought more positivity to their life. So. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> Definitely. Have you had a Have you had a down day? Uh, I often sort of think, does Dario, my friend, have a down day, <laughs> and, and how long does it last? Um, I think day is a bit much. I definitely have down moments. I think I because I love people a lot, um, and I really sort of. Um, I kind of love the idea that you know you you invest in people in the kind of. Uh, kind of simple moments so you you walk past someone and you smile and I kind of love that idea but because I focus on that so much um, a kind of interaction gone wrong can easily derail me if I'm not careful enough to rein it back and to realize well actually that person wasn't necessarily thinking about me the same way that I was thinking about them because um, they might not have that agenda of like I need to make sure that like Daria has a good day and I understand that and I don't maybe I don't want people to walk around thinking that but I walk around thinking that about people and so that kind of creates that an even dynamic where if I forget that that's my job, let's say, I can start like not taking offense, but I can start kind of being too sensitive to how people interact with me. Um, and I can kind of think, oh, well, why didn't they smile or why didn't they say hi to me? Um, and then, well, it's not their job to say hi to you. They might just be rude. And that's OK. Some people are rude. Um, so I guess I'm like kind of learning to to take it. But that can yeah. kind of easily influence yeah. me. I can get upset by if people say something. Or British humour, that's the other thing. When I came to this country, uh -huh. I struggled 
um, to understand that people don't mean what they joke about sometimes. I don't know if you <laughs> feel that sometimes, but... Yeah, um, I think, I don't know, I, I think when I was, I could definitely say, yeah, when I was younger, I would be more sensitive to a joke or somebody teasing someone else and I'd be like, oh, that's really cruel or something. Now, as I'm older, it's, I'm more sort of, oh, that's just, they're just joking. It's just oh, a joke. Okay. So, um, not always, though. <laughs> um, I've had, um, I've, we've been studying jokes as well in English, looking at dynamics of jokes and types of jokes. And there's one particular joke called the superiority joke. Or superiority theory, where you put like for like in the in the olden days, it'd be like a minority group, and that, that would be seen in the 1950s. It was women, so the jokes would be about women being um, in the kitchen. So the joke might be sort of along the lines of, um, say, how do you mend a woman's watch? And then the punchline was, um, you don't because she has a clock in the kitchen. Oh my god! <laughs> so it's like, and I and I those kind of jokes do actually great with the feminism side of me, the feminist in me. I'm yeah. kind of like, oh, I, they're so yeah. old, and I hate those jokes. And certainly now, if I think, yeah, if I hear a joke that's maybe targeted at women or something, I mm. kind of I try to say, oh, it's just a joke. But there's a part of me that's like, society needs to move on from these jokes. You know, they're not good. Yeah. So yeah, I'm kind of challenging that side of it. Yeah, well, then perhaps you're more you're more um, kind of dismaying at the idea that people still find them funny rather than that it's sad. Because if no one finds it funny, then then that's okay. Um, but yeah, society's definitely evolving, and I think this is interesting because I think I'm aware that um, part of my kind of maturity goals for the next sort of five years is to learn to be more to be less sensitive to jokes. Because I I mean I'm the vice president of the Free Speech Society, and so. As regards politics and as regards sort of things like um, anything, anything really that's to do with kind of taking offence, I'm against it because I think well people should be allowed to speak and I shouldn't have to think before I speak every about every single person who could possibly take offence at something I say. Um, but I think my personal goal is sort of to to move away from taking offence at jokes that not the political ones but the more the ones that dig at me. So, so I'll give you an example. Yeah, today, um, today was actually really funny. So I was in the office earlier, and um, I was just reading my emails. And um, one one other SU executive was was in there and just having lunch. And um, we were kind of talking about belts and how much it's reasonable to spend on belts. Um, and so he was saying, "Oh, well, a couple hundred might be reasonable." And I was saying, "Well, I guess for a man, it's different because you tuck in shirts every day if you wear shirts, um, whereas you know I might wear a dress um, because I prefer that if I'm dressing formally, which I'm clearly not right now. But you know, um, and, and I kind of thought, well, maybe a belt would would make sense to spend uh, to kind of invest a lot into. Um, but I am wearing a belt today, and so he kind of made a comment. He said, um, "We were talking about relationships before that," and he said. Uh, so why are you wearing a belt? Oh, is it to get the support you can't get from a relationship? Because I'm single. And that's the oh. kind of thing that like people found really funny. And I found it really funny. funny. Like, I thought that's so like quick. That's a good comeback. It was funny, but then you kind of but then being an overthinker, you kind of walk away and you think, "Oh, well, does that mean that that person has sort of like been thinking about my relationship yeah, status?" Or, yeah. You know, because you think about it because it's your own, mm-hmm. um, in the same way that you think about like your family, but you don't expect other people to be thinking about it. And I think with this joke, it was more contextual. It was just because I was the one who who kind of flagged 
my singleness in a different joke before. Oh, but yeah. But you can okay. see how these kind of things yeah. can get to me in general, perhaps. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, bring them on, guys, because uh, yeah. I need to grow up. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll think of some more jokes. Well, I think it would be interesting to see how you, because you've lived through maybe more uh, sort of political upheavals like this because for me the last three years like 2016 17 18 have been like unique perhaps because all three years have not kind of solved the whole brexit stalemate or anything and maybe you've been through similar situations before where the country sort of fixated on one thing or maybe like a couple things and what we talked about earlier where um we kind of talked about like dealing with that um so maybe for you it's not novel and maybe you don't notice it much or do you i don't know i do actually yeah right. um there there's never been there's never been this length of uncertainty in in the economy and politics and in, in my country all right so that actually does feel like a real um stalemate a st- i'm sort of stuck in um yeah a bit a bit sort of stuck in in where it where it all might lead in terms of I suppose being um, a homeowner and um, someone who's sort of looking to change direction in her career, but she doesn't, I don't really know how Brexit's sort of going to affect where, where I might go. Um, yeah, it's, it is, it's quite unsettling actually. And um, I've never, growing up, I had, um, they, I always sort of, had things sort of like um, wars, sort of civil wars going on, and and I had that sort of um, in the background. But I, I always, it's strange actually. I kind of always had um, sort of meditation as as my um, key to just sort of rising above any That's anxiety, <laughs> even at an early age. Um, that's a bit strange. I can't really describe it. Um, really cool. It doesn't mean that I don't don't worry or don't care, but but yeah. So it seems to keep it in balance. With... So do you meditate now as well? Yeah, yeah. Like every day or kind of every day. Sometimes it's every other day. Oh, that's fine. So yeah. it's not kind of every single day. That's really um, good. <laughs> but yeah, just switching off. And sometimes it can you can go back to square where you you may need to go back to square one where you just sit quietly and you meditate for maybe even 30 seconds because mm. sometimes you 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 get pulled away with a lot of things happening all at once and then you can't you can't you can't like lock back into sitting still um and letting thoughts come and go for 20 minutes you sort of have to go right back to 30 seconds and yeah. then and then just sort of follow it through and I guess and it, I mean, it'll build yeah. again. So it's oh, that's been quite a good discipline to recognise that you can't have even meditation. It can't be perfect. You know, you can't be sort of, sort of suddenly like, okay, you know, yeah, it's going to be twenty minutes and it's going to be like this format. It's it's not like that. And accepting that it's it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be different every time. Is is it was quite um, a stepping stone for me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, your first. degree is um, I presume. I mean, I always think of the journalism degree as one of the most sort of overwhelming in terms of you have to do things at a certain time, because I get set like three pieces of coursework in week one, and then okay, 
they might be due in week seven, eight, nine, or maybe they're all due in week nine, which is ideal. Um, and so I kind of decide when I'm doing what. Um, and so it's easier in that sense, whereas you guys have deadlines every single week. So you can't really, so I can totally see how what you've just described, like I can envisage right. it about your like being overwhelmed with everything. Mm. Um, and I think I definitely have these moments now because I'm involved with quite a few things. And it's like, you look at your watch and you think, okay, I've got, I've got 20 minutes. So I could like, I could do a lot in 20 minutes, but then you're like, because you're trying to decide which thing to do first, that's like five minutes gone. Yeah. And then it's like, oh <laughs> yeah. God, now we're not talking about 20 minutes anymore. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Meditation sounds great. Have you done any meditation yourself? Um, I've tried, I've tried it several times. Um, first when I did a positive psychology sort of, um, let's say like module at school, even at A levels. And then I did a voluntary module in positive psychology here. And so meditation is kind of part of that. Um, cool. but personally I prefer sort of like active mindfulness. Um, so like I walk a lot. I never take, I, I don't take the bus or, um, I try not to sort of get taxi. I try and walk everywhere. And so I, when I'm walking, I try and like focus on the leaves or I kind of try to be mindful yeah, without taking time out of my day to do it. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really nice. Can we, can we pass that on to our listeners today? Cause I think that's, that's one of my favorite things as well. It's kind of right. There's no, sometimes there's no time. There's no time to sit still and um, <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Sometimes it's just having to like, yeah, look at, look at something on route somewhere and yeah. And maybe just empty the mind by, like you say, a walk. Is it walking the best thing ever? I think oh, I walking, walking is amazing. Yeah, yeah. the rain. It yeah. Can, it can be nice. Yeah. Well, thank you very much, Daria. Yeah, thank you, yeah. Joe. It was a pleasure. Yeah, I really appreciate you coming along. Yeah, for thank you. Podcast this week. <laughs>